What if there was a different way to enjoy food and engage in life? Beyond the barrage of nutrition hype, the shoulds, and the judgment, beyond the constant striving to be thinner, fitter, someone other than who you really are, what if there was a way to eat that is mindful, non-judgmental, joyful, empowering, a way that leads to feeling better, having more energy, and living your best life? You're listening to VegHead Speaks with me, your host, Robin Wong. Join me as we explore plant-based eating for people who want to eat well and live well. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to VegHead Speaks. This is Robin Wong. This is episode 51, and oh, I hope you're having a great day. I'm having a good week, a super good week. You know, I have the privilege of working with women who have type 2 diabetes in my private practice. And we meet uh, on Zoom. I have people from all over the U.S. It's it's so cool. And we meet twice a week um, for Zoom meetings. And uh, we have a private Facebook group that we engage in. And this weekend we're doing a, a, you know, a Zoom where we're cooking together. It's just, it's really great. But I learned so much from them. And uh, they are working so hard to reverse their diabetes and get off meds, and they do, which is super exciting to watch. Uh, but you know, in you know, it's not an easy task to change your diet. It just isn't. And we really focus on um, the root cause of diabetes, insulin resistance, um, and we do that through um, changing lifestyle. And is it just food? It, no, it's it's a, a bunch of other stuff too. There's you know so many things that go into blood sugars, but a big part of it is food. And so and you know a big part of it is um, really trying to get those uh, saturated fats and oils out of your diet, which kind of goes hand in hand with um, a plant-based lifestyle. So you know, but I also bring in the fact that you know you have to live in this society and find ways to, uh, you know, be able to eat out if you choose to, or eat while you're traveling or go to social events. So eating differently and, you know, still operating in, in the world, uh, it sometimes takes some negotiation, which brings up the question of today's podcast, which is how strict does my, um, you know, pattern of eating have to be? You know, how how hard do I have to go, so to speak, um, you know, to just eating, a, you know, all 100% plant-based or, um, you know, where is that line for me? And so, you know, this question, you know, really um, comes up pretty frequently. And I see it a lot, you know, with my clients because diabetes is a very complex disease and it's different for everybody. It's not a one size fits all. Okay. Uh, and different people have different lives and they have, you know, different, um, relationships with food that we dive into a lot because sometimes, you know, food is so much more than just fuel. Uh, there's a lot of emotion around food and culture around food and, uh, you know, and so we have to dive into that as well. But when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of what you're eating, how how hard, you know, how much, how how all in do I have to be to get my health results that I want? And so, you know, I think, you know, 
it starts with, we really, we start looking at, okay, well, we know, especially with diabetes, and we know this for heart disease as well, that saturated fats, uh, which are found in animal food, animal products, you know, animal-based foods, uh, that is, you know, meats, cheese, dairy, eggs, all those things, uh, are not beneficial for your health. Uh, they contribute to heart disease. They contribute to um, blood pressure, high blood pressure, con contribute to high cholesterol, contribute to your insulin resistance, and which is diabetes, by the way. So if you think, you know, insulin resistance and diabetes are separate, they are not, okay? And so you hear a lot about insulin resistance with metabolic syndrome, but it's also, you know, something if you target that root cause, it helps with your diabetes. So we know we want to you know, avoid those pure fats, the oils, right? The butter, the margarine, even the coconut oil. Um, so we want to get away from that. And then we also want to, you know, minimize or avoid added sweeteners and avoiding animal, you know, but avoiding animal foods is hard, um, especially when you're eating socially or outside of the home. And so I think eating in your home, cooking is one of the best things you can do for your health. Uh, and eating in the home, you have more control over, uh, what you're able to consume. Um, but you know, it, it, and it's harder to eat out. It just is. And, but yet you're going to have those situations. And so this is where I think people need to decide how strict they want to be with their pattern of eating. And, you know, that's when they often begin to kind of wonder about, um, you know, eating really strictly, um, on, you know, on plan or on a, a very strict pattern of eating, you know, most of the time or part of the time, or, you know, just that's kind of the, 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 what you have to decide for yourself. And basically your behavior comes down to a series of sort of cost benefit calculations. And when I have clients ask me about this pattern of eating that we do in my program to target insulin resistance, and they often want to know about the costs and the benefits of doing some variation of this pattern, meaning kind of doing it part time. OK, and because, you know, it's hard to think about giving up some of your favorite foods forever. Right. And this is where I really is. I tell them it's more of a, a dance um, of changing ratios and changing frequencies and changing, um, you know, sort of how often, you know, that's what frequencies uh, you're eating these foods, right? And, and then really when you choose them to paying attention to how they feel in your body after you eat them. And so from a nutrition and health point of view, you know, I can't say that a relatively small amount of any single food is going to be bad for you. Okay. Um, and it would all, I can all, I cannot also say that you know, I know a hundred percent strict diet of, you know, a strict pattern of eating with you're avoiding all animal protein and you're, you're going hard, right? Going all in is going to give you greater health benefits than 95% of doing it. Okay. Uh, with diabetes, we really, sh you know, you can measure your, your blood sugars, right? You, you have kind of a guide of knowing how you're doing. And what I see happening is people start seeing, oh, boy, I had a really fatty meal and I did see my numbers go up. Um, or, you know, it's a little bit harder when you might be have heart disease. You don't see those direct correlations, right? So, you know, this idea that, you know, your overall diet and lifestyle are far more um, 
influential than one food choice, this food over that food. Okay. It's, it's this, and this is why I hammer home so much with my clients. It's a pattern of eating. Okay. And, you know, even if your, your diet and lifestyle were perfect and believe me, there is no perfect eating. All right. There's just not, it's the rare person that can do that. Um, and then you have to you have to kind of factor in some of your genetics and what you've done in the past and what sort of possible damage might be done in your body, right? Um, that you are unaware of what other exposures you've had. We don't know. We don't know some of that stuff. And it's you know it's certainly true that you could get away with eating small amounts of just about anything, okay? And it wouldn't cost you much in terms of of health. But then I have to ask you. What is a small amount to you and how frequently is that small amount happening? Okay. This is what I, that's sort of what I talk to my clients about because, you know, I think what happens is they will uh, say, oh, I don't eat much of this. Okay. Let's, let's use cheese as an example. You know, we'll start out. I don't eat much cheese. I'm like, okay. Um, and when you do eat it, how much do you eat? Oh, I'll use a few tablespoons. And then it's like, well, do you know where cheese is? is in foods that you purchase or that you eat out in or that you're unaware of it, you know, or milk products, they show up in foods you would never imagine. So you're still getting some of those milk proteins in areas you don't even know. And then when I actually encourage them to count how often they use the cheese, they're really shocked to see how often um, they don't think they're using it as often as they are. Okay. Or in the amount they're often that they're using. And this really happens a lot when, you know, your the recommendations are from like, for example, the American Heart Association is, you know, eat five to six, five to 6% of your calories or less should be from saturated fat. All right. So then that means you have to know how many calories you're eating a day, which it's the rare person that knows that accurately. And, and then to be able to do the, you know, go, okay, what is five to 6% of that? And mind you, that number used to be higher. It's been edging, coming down ever so slowly because we know saturated fat is not something that you really need in your diet for good health. And then quite the opposite, it contributes to so many health issues. Okay. So, and then, then you have to be the rare person that understands where that comes from. Where is it? and understand food. And not everybody wants to do that. I love that. Okay. I love that. This is what I do. And this is how I help my clients. Let me do all the research for you and just tell you, um, you know, shortcut it for you. Right. And so, so, but it's a rare person is this be, that, that can figure out how many percentage of calories is that? How many calories do I need to eat a day? And, and, you know, what I have known when I take health histories or we do a 24 hour recall or, or, you know, 72 hour recall of what people have been eating, it's really hard to remember what you ate yesterday and accurately. And so when people judge or they're, when you're asked them to sort of tell me how much are they consuming, um, let's say fried food a, a week. Okay. Because they, they, okay, they want to cut back on fried food. And it's like, well, how often do you think you splurge or you indulge or you enjoy fried food? And, you know, they might say, oh, it's about, you know, 90% of the time I'm eating well, about 10% of the time, you know, I'm splurging. And what I know is, you know, that's, 
we, our brains play tricks on us and they're actually probably consuming or eating about 60 to 70%, uh, you know, in a, a healthier pattern. And, 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 you know, eating probably 30% eating fried food is working its way into their diet. It's our brains work that way. Our brain is like a trickster, okay? It's a master rationalizer. And, you know, you know how, we all do it. You probably made rationalizations like, it's just a little bit. Or I haven't had this in a couple of weeks, um, at least, while conven you conveniently kind of, you minimize all the other exceptions that you've made to your eating plan recently, right? You kind of forget those because it's hard to remember what you've eaten throughout the week. We eat multiple times a day. So how are you to remember that little indulgence you had, um, you know, while you were out with a friend or whatever? And, and I don't want you to obsess on food like that. I don't. But, you know, just understand that, you know, the brain will rationalize the heck out of things. It really will when given the chance. And I think that someone, you know, that might eat a bucket of fried chicken every month is ultimately making their task harder, um, not easier when you indulge in these cravings, okay? Because that's when you have to really... Um, you, A, you're keeping the taste of that food alive. B, you're keeping the novelty of that food alive. And anytime it's sort of a novelty, then you want it more and then you overeat it when you eat it. Okay. So rather than having a piece, you have a bucket. And so, you know, you kind of have given your, your brain this green light to entertain various temptations and cravings on an ongoing basis. So it kind of branches out from the one thing to, you know, multiple things. What I do with my clients is, um, you know, just understand that's how the brain works. And let's say, okay, if that's something you really enjoy, you know, really enjoy, let's work it into the pattern. All right, let's work it into the pattern and set aside time that you can really enjoy that food. When do you love to eat that? When do you um, most enjoy it? And, you know, is it picking up the bucket and eating in your car, zooming home to go home and do something else? No, sit down and enjoy it. All right. And this is where you, you start realizing that you can't eat all foods um, in a healthy pattern of eating, but you want to be aware of it. Okay. And, and just understand that, you know, if you keep um, making it a novel food and something that you only have on occasion, you know, that it's going to still be something that's going to probably cause cravings and it's going to work its way into your pattern of eating more frequently. So what I, in order to keep that frequency at, you know, um, at a level you want, and this is always your choice, always, okay? So let's say you really do want to eat 90% of the time a healthier diet, okay? Well, then let's figure out what that 10% is going to look like and plan for that, okay? That way it actually keeps you in that range that you want, but yet you're also enjoying these other foods or eating out that, you know, that, that percentage of time where it's harder to make, you know, really good choices, and so, but it's planned for. And so I think it's um, definitely helps you stay on track for your healthier um, choices, okay? And for, for the health goals that you've set for yourself, okay? And so, you know, and, and I, want, I don't want you to be so focused on food that it takes the enjoyment out of it, okay? And this is the, the balancing act that I'm talking about. 
And so, you know, what balance do you strike for yourself? It's really up to you um, in your home and everyday set settings. Personally, I strive for 100% compliance. You know, I, I, you know, that's just what I go for. And I know that if I eat out at any time or I happen to not get home to have the meal that I planned or um, I'm craving something, I can have it because 100% of the time at home, you know, I'm eating on in a pattern of eating that I, I find really helpful for me. Okay. And, and so then you have that. So when you look, when you break it down, those few times that I do indulge or I do eat out, you know, it's, it still keeps me on track. Okay. Of staying at a higher level that I want. And this is what I want you to work on. And so just realize that, you know, I, I can't say that eating 90% of the time versus 95% of the time is going to make that big of a difference for your health. No one knows that, okay? What I do is I really check in with how do I feel after I eat some of these foods, okay? And I know eating a meal out for me, um, you know, where it has higher oil messes me up. I mean, I just, my stomach hurts, it messes my GI system for the next couple of days. So it's really not worth it for me. And for me, the food doesn't taste that good, okay, as if I had prepared it myself, all right? And that's what I, I, I work with my clients of, let's figure out what it, you know, it is for you and how do you feel? And is it worth feeling that way? Now, you can't get around it sometimes. You're going to go to a wedding. You're going to go to a social engagement. You have to eat out. And, you know, you pick and choose and you eat, you enjoy it, and you're there. Um, and then I come home and eat, <laughs> typically, okay? Or I eat before I go. That's just me. You have to choose what's going to be for you. So this question of, you know, uh, how strict do, it, do I have to be, it really depends on your health and what your health goals are. Okay, and how your body reacts to indulging in some of these foods. Okay, and um, you know, for me, it's I I choose to be as compliant as I possibly can because I feel better. That might not be true for you, and so this is where you have to figure it out for yourself, and just and then pay attention to your health and see where it's going with that. Okay, you will know, you will know if you're constipated. You will know if you're if you're diabetic, if you have diabetes and your blood sugars are not coming down, they're going up. You will know if your cholesterol numbers are high, okay? Uh, or if you are having any sort of heart issues, you know, or you have high blood pressure, those are indicators, okay, that you need to go in a little bit a little harder, go in a little bit more and change that pattern of eating a little bit. Those are health indicators, okay? And they're, you know, many of them, most of them are impacted by the foods you're eating, okay? So just be aware of that, um, you know, that, you know, if, if you have made some changes and you feel like you're um, eating well and your numbers have not changed, you might need to go a little bit more. Okay. And this really take an audit of what you're eating. And it's like, okay, what is it that I'm, I'm eating more frequently than um, I thought. And I do this with my clients because so often they'll come to me. It's like, I already eat a healthy diet. I was that person. I was that person. Okay. We eat healthy. 
We eat healthy. We eat fruits and vegetables. We exercise. We don't eat fast food. Yet my husband still got diabetes. Okay. And what I realized is my version of health, my, my, the way I defined healthy eating was very different than what it is now. Okay. We were still consuming a whole lot of chicken and a whole lot of fish that has saturated fat in it that contributed to his insulin resistance and diabetes. Okay. And higher cholesterol. So we had to look at that and change that. Right. That's all I'm, I'm encouraging you to do. Take a look. There's no judgment around it. We all eat the way we are brought up to eat, but you know, sometimes our health is not, is not conducive with that way of eating. All right. And it's different for everybody. And so just really look at it for yourself. All right. Okay, everyone. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to go deeper on any of these topics or learn more and learn how to implement it in your own life, reach out to me. You can contact me at robin at nutritionwithrobinrdn.com. That's my email. And especially if you have type 2 diabetes, I'm your gal. We have a 12-week program called Reverse Diabetes Method where uh, we get your numbers down and get you off meds. But I also do one-on-one consultations. So if that's something you're interested in, reach out. I'd love to work with you. Have a great day.